Alright, welcome to episode 36 of So You Can't Fucking Sleep with Steven and Taylor. That was the cleanest fucking intro we've ever done. I know. Yeah, because I actually just hit record now, before yeah. we started rambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no pre-intro bullshit today. Usually there is. Yeah. So we, we had a really solid streak. <laughs> we did, and then I think scheduling... Just summer and scheduling, and we just had random things pop up. Yeah, the past, like I don't remember. Let me look up what is the last episode that we published. Um, Thirty-five. I know the number. I'm looking at <laughs> what it was. That was June third. So that was almost oh. two months ago. Holy shit! That that sounds about right. Yeah, it does sound about right. It it, <laughs> it doesn't feel that long though. It usually well, it kind of feels long. I can usually tell when we're going on slacking it. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah. trying to think of what the fuck's going gone on in like the last pretty much two months that have prevented us. I know last weekend it was because I lost the brakes in my truck. Yes. The weekend before that, I. I mean, I just kind of took a break off from everything. We didn't do D and D. We didn't, we didn't do, do anything. D and D last week. We didn't. That has kind of thundered into this week with it just being a fucking off from everything this week. Oh yeah. From for me personally. Um. Yeah. No, I've been uh. Had quite a few wrenches thrown in my uh, work life. Yep. Um. But yeah, so we're we're, we're gonna, I guess try and get back on schedule here. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll do an additional episode maybe next week because I want to get together next weekend. Yeah. And have us do some more editing on Shut Up and Roll, which will be coming back starting next month officially, uh, because we've already got a couple episodes in the barrel, and I just need to finish up the last thing. So, it's coming back, no question about it. <laughs> I have a few goals to finish up by the end of this month. Hopefully, we'll hit them. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Shut Up and Roll is one of those things that will be coming back officially. Eight, nine days. Nine days. Yep. So. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Many things have actually happened in the past two months as far as... Yeah. Um, so, I was looking at the... What we talked about on the last episode that we actually did, uh, as and I saw in the title, it was like Taylor had a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it was maybe a week after that episode. <laughs> it was just like that fizzled out. That yeah. fizzled out, and I don't. Th- I know I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Um, I just don't think it was going to work out. Happens. Unfortunately, no. happens. Yeah. So, but yeah, but so I, I was just talking like not even necessarily like personal stuff that's happened, but um, like all the nerd shit that's come out. So, one, I don't know if I t- did I talk about Spider Verse in that episode. We, I think we did. Hmm, I don't know why it was on. I saw I something about Spider Two. I don't know. Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. Let's see, go podcast and show so you can't fucking sleep. Scroll to the top. I don't know if we were talking about the video game or if we were talking about Into the Spider-Verse. But anyway, that movie came out. Uh, it was fantastic. I think it's been the best performing movie in the box office for a while. Well, it, it, it says Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse in the uh, description. Oh, okay. So we might have so, yeah. talked about it. Uh, okay. As far as like what you and Wyatt thought about it because I hadn't seen it. Right, right. And I've only still seen half of it. <laughs> Yeah, that does suck. That you, you didn't have this. Well, when I get it, when it comes out, well, I'll get it and I'll have a physical copy of it that you yeah. can borrow and watch or whatever. 
again, I'm just trying to cover, like, see, like, what the timeline of, of things, of stuff kind of is. Um, because, so, the past couple of things that I've been doing as far as, like, nerd-related stuff have been... The major thing has been Diablo 4 that I've been spending a lot of time on, so I can definitely talk about my first impression there. You have still not picked up the game. No. Um, I, so, I've had other financial commitments. Yes. So... Sadly. Sadly. Um, but, so, my thoughts... So, we got that, and we've got the entirety of the Switch Direct that came out. For whatever reason, I don't... It's strange to me that they do this, because it really doesn't make any sense. But, for whatever reason, video games have tried to do this thing... Where, like, the summer news, like, kind of similar to movies, where it's, like, summertime, like, the time we release, like, all the stuff, when we release all the news, we talk about all the different stuff that's coming out, which is really weird for, I kind of get it with movies, because, more, because, like, you do have to go out to watch a movie, um, like, in theaters, whereas, like, with video games, like, there's... You play video games all year long. It's not a seasonal thing at all. Yeah. I don't know why they choose to, like, release a bunch of shit in the summer. Um, so, I, I think... so Because, yeah, I, I know the last episode when Wyatt was on, he talked a little bit about the state of play, which is Sony's... Yeah. Um, essentially, um... Version of Nintendo Direct. Version, version of Nintendo Direct. But, um... But, yeah, so... They were, in the since the last episode, they've released another uh, Nintendo Direct. So I, I literally have a list of everything that was significant, essentially that I noticed that they talked about because I did watch it a few like a week after it came out, um, planning on that we were going to talk about it sooner than what we are now. Um, but those things are still somewhat relevant because obviously most of that stuff still hasn't come out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Diablo Four. A lot of things are happening around Diablo Four that's pretty interesting. That I will certainly enjoy talking about. Unless there was, did you have more? Did you have anything that you had to discuss? What's happened in the past month? Uh, Two months. You know, I really wish that I could say <laughs> that there was more that went on in the last two fucking months. But the only we went to a concert. Yeah, that, that's the only fucking thing that I can like mentally draw that we did. We went to a concert. We went and saw Counting Crows. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. Them and Dashboard Confessional, good show. Um, we were given these tickets for free. We did not choose to go and see them specifically. We will, yeah. we will say that. Y- yeah, but you know, given the chance, like if they ever come back, I probably would buy the tickets myself this time because mm-hmm. it was Maybe. a good show. It was a good show. Uh, fucking lead singer Counting Crows was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were both pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, but like in different ways like it seemed like one was trying to be and the other guy was just like man fuck these bugs like I don't even have dreads anymore <laughs> um yeah yeah definitely for sure um it's funny because I was explaining to somebody last night I was at a function at work after work co-worker function and um we went bowling which for the record, I also bowled the best. I, I had one game where I bowled better than I've ever bowled in my entire life, and it was fantastic. Um, but I was talking about, I was talking to a co-worker that essentially, the biggest thing as far as the popular for the Counting Crows I've ever done was being on the original Shrek soundtrack. Yeah. And then, ironically, Dashboard Professional's biggest thing that they've ever done was be on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. Um... And those are kind of some of their biggest, like, claims to fame. Yep. And so we... So Counting Crows were, like, the headliner, and they're the ones who closed. We actually left early 
because traffic was going to be a bitch. Like, I, I warned Taylor that it was it can be really, really rough, like traffic was. When we went to the Alice Cooper concert, we got lucky. Oh, yeah, we did. And I think it was just because we were, like, so low, we were able to get out faster. Yeah. But for this concert, we were, like, in all the way in the back, which is the furthest away, kind of from the exit. So, so yeah, we ended up leaving early um, to make sure that we could get out, like, effectively. Yeah. And, uh... And we, I think we still lucked out on, lucked out on that because yep. there was a lot of people that were leaving like before us. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know what the exact number is there. For some reason, I want to say eight thousand, but I don't think that's fucking right. That sounds seems seating. Yeah, I'm, that seems way too much. Yeah, it it, it uh, does uh, sound like it's like way it's, too like it's way too much. It's way too much. But uh, I mean, maybe it's possible. It, it it is possible. I mean, maybe maybe that's how like much the lawn is allocated for. I imagine like they they just keep selling lawn <laughs> tickets no matter how like big, no matter how fucking packed it gets. Packed it gets on the other on the other sides. Um. I did get randomly selected at that concert. Yes, we should talk about that. That was the that was the funniest thing that, that happened. That was some horse shit. Because oh my god, we get to the first checkpoint and she's like, "Okay, you guys are good to go." And then that girl. So, so when we went to the Alice Cooper concert, we should preface this. Yes, when, when we went to the Alice Cooper concert, everybody walked through a like security checkpoint. Security where checkpoint. You emptied out all your pockets. Yeah, uh, metal detector went through a metal detector this time around, and I don't know fucking why they they didn't do that. It was no. like, um. Randomly selected. Yeah, and so like you know, I just walked through like real casually, and like the girl who's like doing it, she yeah. had to be young. She looked like she was younger than us. Yeah, yeah. Like no, straight up, dude. I was, I shit you not. I was literally fucking one step behind you, and it was just you and me going through at that moment. Yeah. And she looks at, she looks at you, and I'm walking behind you. And she's like, all right, you. She says, you guys are all set. Go ahead. And as soon as she says that. She makes eye contact with me, and she's like, "Um, oh, actually, sir, can you step right over here, please? <laughs> and I'm just like, I just go, Ugh. And so, like, before I even get to, like, where I empty out my pockets, like, I've already got my wallet, yep. my phone, my can of tobacco in my hat, ready to go. I put that in the bucket, yep. put my wallet in there, my watch, I walk through. I was like, do I got to take my belt off to go to the, through the metal detector? They're just like, no, you're that's fine. I was like, okay. I walk through. Obviously, I set off a metal detector not only because of my belt, because I wear steel toe cowboy boots. Yep. You know, and so I tell the guy, I'm just like, "Yep, they're steel my boots." I was like, "Obviously, my belt." And then, like, I was like, "Oh, and my and my necklace." And he's, like, he he didn't even give a shit about that. Yeah. Right. He's just doing the full fucking pat down on yep. my boots, and it's just like, man. So. Meanwhile, <laughs> you got through Scott fucking free, and as soon as like I'm putting my shit in the bucket, I look over at you, and we make eye contact, and, and you have the biggest shitty <laughs> grin I have ever seen on your fucking face. I could not not be smiling like the second that it happened, um, because like obviously you guys haven't seen Taylor, but your particular skin tone like most of the year is fairly dark for around here. Well, like no, so in the summer you you. You tan, yeah. so like you do look darker, but like during usually the winter months, like nobody even notices that you are in fact. Um, actually, as as is correlated, I, I had to tell this story to our barber because um, <laughs> it was like it, it was like a few days after that, like that Monday. So yeah, it would have been like this Monday that I had uh, got to get my hair cut, and. I was, like, super, like, overtired, and I, like, I had mentioned that we had gone to the concert as she was cutting my hair, and I just, at one point, then it, like, randomly clicked in my brain, like, that story, and 
So I was going on and on about it, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Like you, you know Taylor? Like he, like, like he's the reason that I come here, basically." And she's just like, "Do I?" And I'm like, "Then I'm like, yeah, you know, he's this guy. He's just like, yeah, I know him. Like he, he that has, asshole missed his last haircut." Yes, we did. We did talk about that. Yeah, no, that was a rough. That was a rough one. And yeah. I, I need to schedule a new one, and I'm going to make sure that I pay her for the time slot that I booked and then missed. <laughs> Be like, yeah, no, that that's on me. I slept through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, it was just funny because she was saying the whole thing about like, like he's not really like, like that darkly skin tone or anything like that. I'm just like, eh, I mean, he's getting tanner because it's this time of year, and, and it, yeah. it is just kind of. It was very, very funny. Yeah, no, I mean, this time of year, like, I can get fairly dark, and then through the winter months Mm -hmm. to, like, the beginning of spring, like, yeah, I do start to lighten up a little bit, but usually the tan that I get in the summertime, I can ride that out right through the winter. (laughs) Make everybody else jealous. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, but, anyway, getting around. Because that stuff happens to you so infrequently. <laughs> that's what makes it so fucking that, funny. That, that, like, it's never really, uh, like, <laughs> the profiling is never usually a, a general hindrance to your life. No, no. Um, so because of that, when it happens to you, it is pretty <laughs> funny. I can't, I, like, we talked about after that happened. I'm gonna bust this line out when we go, like, if we ever decide that we're gonna, like, take a trip somewhere that we gotta take an airplane. Yeah. And, and, if, you and get get random- so- if I get randomly selected, it'd be like, oh, yes. Another, another random selection for me. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, it was a good time. Oh, yeah. Drinks were good. Expensive, but that's just concert oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's concert shit. Um, so, yeah. So, that was a fun thing that we did. Uh, that was also, I think, one of the reasons why we didn't do record one week because we were just recovering. <laughs> yeah, that Saturday we were recovering. Because it was on a Friday night that we went to the yeah. concert. Yeah. And then we were supposed to, yeah, because that was last weekend, mm-hmm. and we were going to do an episode like that last Sunday, at, at, like last Sunday from the day that we're recording this, and, and that was the brake issue. That was when I had brake issues with my truck, right? And uh, I did not feel very comfortable <laughs> driving all the way over here mm-hmm. um, with little to no brakes because right. by the time I actually got around to fixing my brakes like this past Thursday fucking there was nothing left of them like hardly anything left very minimal did you just need a change is that it yeah oh you let the flucker ride then (laughs) yeah Uh, well I mean there were we did did the math like those were the original brakes from when the truck was fucking manufactured Mm. based on the mileage and when I bought it I was just like I bought it with little less than 32,000 miles on it yeah so if somebody changed the brakes within 32,000 miles, they're either A, really fucking paranoid, or B, really abusive on their brakes. <laughs> Possible. But, so, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, six years for one set of brakes on that truck ain't bad. Mm. I've only owned it for three, though. Mm. driving mm-hmm. it for one. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I can't really think of anything else to talk about other than Mark it on your calendar. Shut up and roll's coming back. Um, come next month. Fall show. It'll be uploaded on Saturdays. Again, so, it. like, first Saturday of next month? The first Saturday of next month is the plan. I'm going to actually put that in my calendar, and if it's uh, if it's not, 
I'll be the first to let you know. Uh, okay, <laughs> you got it. Um, but yeah, no, we're hoping it, it'll come back and it'll be even better than it was before, for certain, um, quality-wise. So, um, that's out of the way. Let's talk about all the nerd shit that has fucking come out. Um, I'm going to talk about Diablo 4 first because I don't really have anything written for it. It's more just like personal experience versus conversations that I've had. So, my coworker is, I think I mentioned it before, he, he's been, so he is, you know, in his early 40s, he has been a, you know, hardcore PC gamer, he's a Diablo fan from the first game, and swears by two, about how, like, perfect that game is, and we were talking about the fundamentals of game design, and why he feels that three and four are generally inferior to two which I I, I half kind of like I, I do agree with him in a way that it is inferior um, so essentially the way that it works in both three and four is that enemies are always scaled to your level you know you know this Taylor because we played Resurrected the, yeah. the remake of two that in Diablo 2 the enemies are the level that they are in that area. They, and they might have a little bit of scaling in between for that, but like beyond that, like the area has a level and the enemies are all in that level, and like it's brutal for you if you're in that level or if you're not, that kind of a thing. And so, therefore, like if you choose to grind, you know, do a bunch of extra stuff, like fight some of those extra optional dungeons and stuff like that you will therefore be stronger and be able to, to beat those levels and have an easier time with the game just in general. Yeah. Three and four don't have that because enemies always scale to you no matter like how strong you are. They are always raised up to match your level. And so with three, what he talked about... So I haven't played three all the way through. And... The way that Diablo games work is that, like, they only essentially allow you, like, those first two difficulty levels. Yeah. And then you have to beat the game to unlock the later ones. Yeah, like, hardcore or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, so it's kind of like having, you have, like, easy and medium, and then, like, you have to keep cranking it up, yeah. like, as you go. And so, what he talked about is that he constantly felt like he could crank it up to, like, some of the highest levels, but, like, 3 just has moments where, like, you have, like... Even at the hardest difficulty setting, you have like this kind of sense of balance, and then you'll hit like a spike where like suddenly the game becomes unplayable and like unbeatable, like in this damage range, difficulty range. Then you have to like because also in three you can adjust the difficulty at any time. Yeah. Um, then you have to like crank it down so that you can overcome that, and then he's like, and then I'll crank it back up, which again like fundamentally could be a design issue with three. Um, specifically, but in general, I don't know. It's kind of like a pick your poison type deal. Like, do you want to be rewarded? You know, do you want the game to be built so that it always feels like it's in a a good spot, like challenge wise? Because the thing that I didn't like about three, like which I've talked to you about, which you've beaten three. Yeah, you've played three all the way through. Uh, I constantly found that it, it, it's just too easy for me. Um, I, I always just feel like you just mow through everything, no matter how many enemies there are. 
um, that you just seem to kind of be able to overcome anything the game throws at you. Um, granted, I never, I've never played enough to unlock those higher difficulty settings to maybe give that a challenge. But for me, I always prefer two because you know playing two like there's actual there's a bit more consequences to death. Yeah. Like just in general, the game is designed to be harder because it's not it, it's based on your personal level, not like something coming to meet your level kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like what? Are you, what? Are you, you played two and three. What's your opinion? So, my opinion is, I don't really give a shit what the difficulty is and how easy the game is. If I enjoy it, that's what I'm playing it to do. <laughs> okay? I don't play games for the challenge. I play games because it it's just an escape from reality. <laughs> like, I don't like playing a game, honestly, on the hardest fucking difficulty just for the fun of it. Because I don't find that fun. But, I, I do have to agree. Uh, 3 did have that, more of that sense of, like, this does seem real fucking easy at t- like more often than L- not the problem is so like you so, end up so getting too much powerful shit like all the fucking time yeah so it's like like three is like because of the way that it's structured it a lot of time feels like like you're just mowing through everything and then like yeah. you'll, you'll get through a certain story point and you, it, you basically the end of every story mission drops you a legendary item that's kind of usually how it goes yeah. which Two kind of does too. Like yep. I can't say that it doesn't do that in two, and I will say that four also does a very similar thing. Um, where, um, but but yeah, I just the problem with three is that like in an hour I will literally be going to sleep. I will literally yeah. be so on autopilot that I will literally start falling asleep because it just becomes so monotonous to me. Like I need enough challenge where like it. Like if I if my focus is dissuaded for like too much, like I will be like killed or like punished in some way. Yeah. And so four is kind of trying to bridge that gap. Doesn't quite fully get I think it I think it does four does what it sets out to do, which is be like this in between of two and three. The other thing I didn't like about three is that I never felt like like the game was built to have side quests like you know what i mean like so like the game like three has side quests but like it's kind of almost like to explain it to someone like you taylor who is a dungeon master the way that it kind of feels to me is that like when it comes to D&D where it's like a railroad experience yeah versus a an actual living world kind of experience yeah um, because, like, every, like, area in Diablo 3, like, is a pathway to a story area, to, it feels to me. Yeah. Or like, or, like, is a story area to me, and, like, maybe there's a little side section here or there. Um, and, you know, they'll sprinkle a side quest, basically, on the route to the, the main thing. Um, that's kind of how 3 feels to me. Whereas, and, and 2's kind of a similar way, but, like, the areas are more open. Um, four is absolutely phenomenal at like having like like you will not see like seventy percent of the world if you don't side quest like because it is like basically you have this fucking giant map and you can miss shit so like I, like I was saying about my coworker he he's played it all the way to the end and I was asking him like oh hey what did you think so like I was asking what his hardest boss fight was and he explained. It's like, well, 
So the thing, and this is, he said it was a problem with all the Diablo games because it's usually what ends up happening is just a balancing issue where it's always like the most random dude who is the guy who kicks the piss out of you. Like, it's never the main bosses because those bosses are, you know, made to be like perfectly calculated. Yeah. Whereas like other bosses like that are is just like, he said he said his worst battle in four so far had been just a random druid, like part of a like a side quest type thing. Yeah. And he's like the druid has like three fucking phases and he like like he fights as a werewolf at first, then like shifts to a druid form, then heck has a bunch of like elemental magic, and then yeah. at the end becomes like a, a bear. Like the bear form. And which like that's basically just like they took all the player assets and turn that into a, 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 yeah. like an enemy. And so he's like, so that was my hardest fight so far. And I'm like, oh, well, what did you think of this fight? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like the the whole, like, um, Bear Clan village. Like, there's a whole, like, quest line, like, that's just around, like, this one village on the map and, like, their whole little story, like, in the world. And, like, it's a series of, like, three or four quests that correlate to, like, people in there. And then you have to, like, fight, like, at the end, like, a, a bigger, like, more powerful boss. And he, like, shoots, like, two of these little glowy balls at you, and you fucking die. And he had no idea what it was. And he had no idea what it was. Because... It's just fucking that bit massive. The, the map's that massive. Hmm. So, like, like that's the deal with it. Like, it is, like, straight up, like, Skyrim level, like, not probably that big, but fucking huge. Yeah. Like, it is very, very large. Um, like, me... So, you can beat the game at, like, level... F- they, they recommend between level, f- like, 45 or, like, 50... We're already level 40, and we've, like, only completed, like, I think the first two acts. Like, because we've side-quested so much. Yeah. And, so, so, yeah, four, but, like, it still has the problem where, like, because of the way that it's designed, the game always scales to you. Yeah. So, like, you go back to the same area, and you're fighting the same enemies, and now they're level 40, Versus, and, and I do see kind of a thing where, where uh, my coworker he said, like, he's never really run into a problem with three where the spike was like so heavy that he couldn't handle it. Um, but I did see it was recently when we hit level forty, like it really felt like the enemies got a lot stronger. Like we hit some sort of cap where like they're just like we're not fucking around anymore. <laughs> like the kid gloves are fucking off. Yeah. Um, I I think I do vaguely remember something like that in three. Yeah, like and it might have been I think in Act three. Like I hit, well, I like you said I think it was around level forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was just out there fucking around, you know, just grinding grinding levels, getting loot, getting money, just to sell shit to you know paint yep. my armor. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I really enjoyed about three was like fully oh four has four, four has a great system for that. Um, which I'll get onto in a second, but um, but like, and then all of a sudden, like I was just it it there was just a fucking a shift where a shift, it's just yeah. like I was just murking these motherfuckers with like the most powerful item that I have ever found so far, and now it's like not doing nearly as much damage to him. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So because yeah, like that is a problem with both three and four's design is like. If everything scales to you, it kind of almost feels like there's not like actual progression. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it does kind of suck. Like that. Like you don't. 
You know, the, it, it would be like in D&D if, like, the basic, like, bandit or, like, a kobold was, like, suddenly, like... Like, it just kept oh, getting stronger. It scales with you. Like, it scales with you, and the motherfucker just, like, comes in and, like... A level 20 kobold. <laughs> which, I mean, if it's a player, that's fine. But, like, he's got, like, a god-tier, like, dragon-slaying sword that he just, like, taps you with, and you fucking... Your arm explodes off. Well, like, it is... A, 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 like, my coworker is really adamant about it. Like, even though he likes 4 and he's having a good time with it, and he does... And we both kind of agree that it's better than 3. We're both kind of like... But yeah, like, it does kind of stink that sometimes, you, like, it's always scaling to you. So you're not necessarily rewarded for, like... Like, all the side questions that me and Allie are getting. Like, we're actively, in a way, being punished for being so high level. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're trying to, like, do some, like, the main, like, actual story stuff. Which... Again, cycling back kind of the beginning. Story of this game is fucking phenomenal. Like, I, I had a hard time... And, like, I don't think the story of 3 is bad. I think, like, kind of the writing and the presentation... And the acting is and the presentation of it is not the best. I can understand that. Where it's, like... Like, I don't know. It, it feels, like, a lot more, like, Saturday morning cartoonish. Kind of, yeah. kind of to me. Which is, like, you're, like, dealing with, like, horrible demons from hell and all this different type of shit. And it's kind of, like... This probably isn't the right tone, whereas, like, 4 has a really great dark fantasy tone. Like, they make it fucking dreary and miserable basically the whole goddamn way. Yeah. Like, and, 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 it's, and it's great. It's it's just it's just the right tone um, that kind of 2 had a really, had a really god, good sweet spot about where, you know, you have this character, daughter, the daughter of hatred herself, Lilith, going around and she's like the main she, it's a great main antagonist as far as like so she so she's involved with every single main story aspect she is there actively doing every she's traveling around the world and doing all of this stuff and it really makes you it's kind of like the handsome jack thing where like you're watching like this dickhead just constantly harassing you type thing yeah where, like, it makes for a great villain when you see them and you see them what they're doing and they're constantly kind of egging you on. And, uh, and yeah, it's it just really, really good. The, um, the game looks great, so the presentation is really, really good. Um, it, it does this really cool thing where sometimes it'll just, like, pan down kind of, like, close to you. Like, it has a typical, like, Diablo overhead view kind of thing, but it'll, like, when it moves to a cutscene, they'll sometimes like pan down like into the cutscene, and like the detail will be enhanced, and it's it's really cool and really really fun as far as like story presentation wise. Shit, that's another thing that happened in like the last two months. You got a PS Five. Yes, I did, and so I was able to get like I got it for the PS Four originally, and then we were able to upgrade to the PS Five version for free. Hell yeah! I knew you were getting that like two months before you got it. Yeah, I'm not surprised <laughs> because Ali's just like, hey, I'm getting I'm getting Steven a PS Five for his birthday. If like you want to get something to go with it, and I'm just like. I just got him a dice tray. <laughs> also a very nice present. Yeah. Um, I, I But I wanted to give you that, like, well in advance, because you had mentioned, like, yeah, I might ask for this for my birthday, or I might just buy myself one. And it's just like, no, 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 no. I ain't. I probably would have forgotten and not, never bought it, but yeah. Yeah, but, like, I know as soon as you say that, that'll probably be something that you do eventually end up buying yourself. And yep. it would be the fucking week before your birthday that you would have done it. Right, right. Because that's how it's gone before. Like, I have heard you say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask for this for my birthday or I'll just buy it myself. And then literally the week before your birthday, I'm getting ready to go fucking buy it. And you're just like, hey, man, look what I got. And it's <laughs> just like, fuck. Yep. 
I'll try to be better about it in the future, but I, I mean, it's won't all be. good. That's why I never know what the fuck I want for my birthday or Christmas <laughs> or whatever the fuck because it's just I just buy what I want. Yep. So yeah, um, like the cost of pants—it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I just spent one hundred and two dollars on two fucking pairs of pants. It's horseshit. I'm sorry. Can we get back to the Apple for now? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. Yeah, that's the only like negative thing I can say about it is like that level scaling thing. But it is a big thing, and it can be a deal breaker, and I totally fucking get it. Yeah. If, if people don't like it. But, so, we haven't checked it out yet because we just haven't played in the past couple days. They're they're treating it more like an MMORPG type thing. Like, there is a new season out that has additional story stuff that continues, um, kind of the story after. But you have to have beaten the game. And then I guess you have to like start like a whole brand new fresh character in order to do like this story stuff. It's hmm. very weird. It's very interesting. And I'm, I can't. So I cannot speak to even though this day is a couple is literally a day after when the new season the season officially starts. Um, I cannot speak to like how that is going to affect the game moving forward. I'm just talking about Diablo Four as it was kind of released and like yeah. what we currently had before that. Um, so yeah, I haven't beat the game. I've explored a lot of it. We've done a lot of the different cool stuff in it. There's some just really cool, fun systems as far as, like, item stuff. So the way that it works with, like, legendary items is... So uh, what qualifies a legendary item is it has, like, an effect in orange down on the bottom. Yeah. It has one. It has some specific thing that it does. Like, the most kind of, like, big one is you get an amulet from one of the story missions that, like, when you drop below a certain level of health, like, it... It spawns like a glowing like bubble that protects you from all damage for like X amount of seconds when you're in the bubble. Yeah. And so then what you can do is you can take it to what is called an occultist. It's just a shop in town. And what you can do is you can extract that legendary aspect, take it off from it, put it on a different item, and then put it on a different item. That's so pretty fucking it. cool. You can only do it one time for like one thing. Yeah. But. Yeah, so you can do that. The other thing is, like, obviously, you can do what's called salvaging items. And basically, what that does is, when you salvage an item, you get some like raw materials for it, which are like, uh, like leather of different variety, yeah. of different types. Like, it can be steels of different types, stuff like that. Um, you also just find that out in the world as well. Um, so you salvage those items. So this does two things. One, if it if the item has a gem in it, you get the gem back. Um, you get those materials, and you unlock that look, which can be applied to any other item of that variety. So say you have a scythe that is no longer good anymore, but you really like the look of it, when you salvage it and you get those materials and all that different stuff... Yeah, you can make it look like... You can make, make something else look like You it. can make something else look like it. You now have that in your wardrobes that you can yeah. equip to your scythe. Do, like, the transmogifying shit. Yeah, so it's like you have all that transmogifying stuff, but you don't have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I know in 3, you had to pay for, like, all of that. Yeah, you had to pay for all of it. Like, even, like... So, yeah, essentially what you do is you salvage that item, and then you get it. Um, but, yeah, and then there's also another element of what they call the aspects, which are those legendary abilities. There are tons of dungeons all over the world that will give you an aspect that is put into what is called your Codex of Power. And essentially what that is, is it's it's one of those legendary abilities, but you always have that 
on the back burner. Like, you always have that item. Like, you always have that aspect. Whereas, like, so when you salvage one item, like, when you salvage a legendary item to get that aspect, you can only imprint it on a new thing once. Whereas if you have a Codex of Power, which you get from completing these dungeons, if there's one you like, well, you don't ever have... You can slap it on anything you want. Hmm. Like, you can... Because even though you're going to get lose that weapon, you're always going to have that aspect. You can always like, add it to something. Like, at one point, I had a legendary item that gave me a boost to my... A really good boost to uh, my Bloodlance attack, which is one of my abilities. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I, I really don't... Like, once I imprint this onto something, I'm going to lose this ability forever. Later out in the world, we found out that there was a dungeon where I can unlock that for um, way later. So yeah, so I can basically I can always have that in like my little book, and then I can just slap it on anything that if I have the material to do it. So there is a just a lot of really really cool shit as far as like that stuff goes. Um, trying to think of other things. You can also just put gem slots into stuff now. You can just pay to like. Basically, drill just a hole. add gem slots. Ask, just add gem slots That's to pretty it. Fucking cool. Like stuff like that. Um, upgrading gems, I think, is easier now than it used to be. Yeah, fucking the, the gem upgrade process. What, what was it? I know in two, it's pretty arduous. They have like yeah. five fucking tiers. Um, right now, uh, like it's there was a level cap that you hit at certain points where like, okay, you can only you have like a crude, chipped, and yeah. then a full. And then maybe there's another tier beyond perfect. that. Perfect. Yeah, like a perfect one. Um, and so that is simplified and much easier um, to just manage just in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, taking aside the level issue, like, everything else about the game is great. Like, actually, like, phenomenal. <laughs> um, it's just the debate whether you like that the level always kind of meets you or you don't like the level always meets you, and yeah. that's just kind of how it is. Um, I'm definitely interested to see like what they're going to do with the seasons and stuff like now. They with this recent update, they did add a lot of, they rebalanced a lot of like level, like they upgraded like some abilities, they downgraded others one that they thought were like glitched or broken. Um, so that's pretty interesting. But yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely overall really really enjoying the game and enjoying figuring out all these different systems and like how how they work and like basically how to optimize your build. Um, Allie plays the rogue. I play the necromancer, and overall, it's it's a good good time. I wonder if, be, yeah, what's, what's what's the thing that I'm looking to say here? If it's going to end up being a similar thing as to when you and I played Two Resurrected, like when we got to Diablo, yeah, it was just fucking insanely hard for us because of the builds that we chose, mm-hmm. like the classes. I wonder if Four is going to have that same kind of thing. I don't think so. Um, people are saying that like. So all the like mandatory boss battles that we've done so far, really awesome because they have like, um, like unlike other Diablo games, like bosses have like tiers. Yeah. Like it'll be like a three stage boss battle, and they're balanced really, really well. Where it's like there might be it might be challenging, but like you can like with a little bit of like skill and knowledge of your build, you can basically overcome it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, after, because of because of the leveling thing, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Like well, The only reason why I say it is because like you and I, like yeah, it was a little bit challenging, but you know, I, after a few attempts and learning like patterns and shit like that, like we were able to beat pretty much every boss. I don't know, have you beat Diablo yet? 
No, but, I have not. No? Okay, so that's still something we need to do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we do need to go back and, and beat two. Um, um, for sure. But, but like, I just wonder if, it, like, the final fight is going to be similar to that. Like, where... I mean, again, my... My coworker, he plays a. He always mains the sorcerer or like that type of class, yeah. which are pretty squishy, but like they're big, obviously. Yeah. Um, so magic what? magic attacks, and he he said that like he had a like it, it was a great fight, but it was not like not or, too or, difficult. No, like it, like this thing is like all those fights are really well balanced, and that's what he was talking about with that like talking about like the most difficult boss battles in the game. Yeah, he's just like. The the difficult ones are always ones that they just didn't care about as much, yeah. and so like it's just like yeah they just like slapped a bunch of stuff on a guy and then like because it because they because it's it's totally optional they're just like yeah who the fuck gives a shit like, yeah <laughs> you know it's like who cares if this guy turns into a werewolf then a then a bunch of like like a meteors are dropping on you and then like a bear like yeah. nobody cares um it, it, it's because they don't take the time to balance those ones yeah whereas with the the major battles they try to. Um, yeah, because not two just has the problem of like it's era, yeah. or like again we didn't really think of optimizing our builds. I do think that we could probably, if we wanted to completely retry and respec our characters, probably especially like me, like I could go to, uh, like elemental damage. Like, yeah, like so like the way that I did, I played like a tank druid where you know it was all like werewolf yeah. bear all the time. Whereas, like, if I probably swapped all the skill points over to, like, either summons, more than likely probably, like, elemental damage. Yeah, I could, we could probably elemental shit. Yeah, we could probably take out Diablo. Because, uh, we both spec'd our characters. I mean... We, granted, we tanked. Yeah, we tanked. <laughs> we're, we're, it's just a two-person party, and we're both tanks. We're gonna tank. <laughs> Guess what? I'm a, I'm a fucking tank, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas, like, with four, because they know that, like, Obviously, like people, some people are playing solo. Yeah, like you're only playing in certain defined parties. Um, they optimize for like probably every build being capable of defeating yes. every boss, which you know makes sense. Um, but yeah, like the one, the one like boss that was challenging to us, it did only take us three tries to do it. Um, I mean, so like in that battle, we both died multiple different times we had to like revive each other like mid battle and, and so it was like very stressful and very tense but I like a boss battle like that that like makes me sweat a little bit um and the other thing about 4 I wanted to say like difficulty wise there have been times where I've started been we were playing like a little too late and I was like tired like I'll start nodding off and I will die like I will actually die um it's it literally the first two deaths in the game I've only probably like died like less than 10 times and, and, and like actually been down I guess is the more the way to say yeah. it because if your teammate revives you then you don't really die yeah um but I I've only like gone down the first couple of times I went down were because I literally started nodding off and so then I immediately was punished for it which I like I like the fact that like you're not fucking sleeping with me bitch ah yep. <laughs> see I have like an inverse problem like if I'm sitting there and, and I'm playing a game like, if I eventually, like, start to get tired, it is just because I'm... It's not that the game's not interesting enough. It's literally just my body's just like, you need to fucking sleep. Mm, mm. <laughs> and, but other... Like, if that's not happening, then that is what my full attention is on. And, uh, for, you know, for the exception of fucking Siege, because, like, when I'm dead, there's nothing I can do. Mm, mm. So, you know, I'm playing Clash Royale on my phone, <laughs> or fucking reading a book, or... <laughs> Whatever you gotta do. Yeah. 
So yeah, again, playing a lot of Diablo 4. Really, really like the game. Um, but yeah, the, the general thing is, depending on how you feel about like challenge level, like maybe you're being rewarded for like your actual grinding and leveling and things like that, it, it's a little bit... I, I can see why people don't like it. I personally like a lot of what they've done, so I, I overall it's positive for me. So take that with, take that as you will. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll play it regardless because I like the Diablo games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, at some point, maybe I'll give three another chance. I would really like to maybe like be able to crank the difficulty a little bit higher. Uh, I don't know if I'm able to do that at this point or not, but we'll see. Maybe. Maybe someday. A lot of other things on my list, though. Uh, speaking of list, I have a giant list here, which is everything that was significant that came out from the Nintendo Direct that it's like happened. A good fucking twenty-five to twenty-seven bullet points, something like that. So I do want to cover it like quickly. I'm just gonna start rocking it through it. The first thing is probably the thing I'll talk about the, the most. So the first thing that they open this Nintendo Direct with, which is just like a great, great starter, is basically an expansion pass, Pokemon expansion pass for the most recent Pokemon games which were Scarlet and Violet, which were a fucking train wreck. Um, so I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> it's a it's a fucking train wreck. Um, like, like I said before, there's a lot of good in that game. Like, there's a lot of great in that game. Why don't you take another year or two to develop it? So, like, it wasn't, like, a half-baked thing. Like, yeah. make it like it, make it more solid. Make it more... Like, I'm... I take this in two ways. I'm somewhat glad that they announced this and they did not announce another Pokemon game because I don't want them to for like I want them to announce another Pokemon game this time next year because it's just I've said it before I don't want Pokemon to be a yearly series I, I want it to I want it to be a high quality thing yeah. I really really love the series and Scarlet and Violet was a great step forward in game design regard but not in, like, the fundamental quality of, of yeah. the product. Um, so, like, I'm kind of happy that, to hear that they're doing this, but on the other hand, I'm just like, like, this game has, like, so many, like, negative things and negative things in the press about it, and, like, you guys have the balls to still still release this expansion pass, like, with extra stuff. I don't know. It's... I have mixed feelings about it, um, clearly, but it is a thing that... It was how they opened the Direct, which I thought was very very kind of funny um but yeah so another thing was they announced a new 2d sonic game it's got four player co-op it's kind of in the vein of i thought it was interesting because it is 3d which i found you i believe it was 3d which i found unique because my first thought was okay the most the best received like sonic game in years was sonic mania which was a 2d game like retro style made by a bunch of like fans who their whole thing was doing retro mods um and so i'm just like i wonder if they're the ones who are working on it literally another game later down on this list is being produced by the people who did that because they were not officially hired by sega like sega like i think brought them in part like maybe part-time or something like that but the team didn't stay working at sega and it's just like oh my god like, when you got good people making good stuff, keep them employed. Like, it's so stupid. Um, but yeah, so, so it's interesting. I mean, it's just a thing that came out. They announced a new Persona 5 game that is a 
tactics-based, like, RPG. It looked similar to, like, Fire Emblem-type dealie. Still under the title of Persona 5? Perso- it's called Persona 5 Tactica. It's a, they, they, So they, they've now done, like, two Persona 5, um, like, side games. They did Persona 5 Strikers, which was kind of, I think, was like a, um... Kind of like a Hyrule Warrior, like a Dynasty Warriors type deal. Um, they did Persona 5 Strikers. Now they did Persona 5 Tactica, which is a tactics game, which I am interested in. Like, they're both completely original stories starring all the same characters. Um, so, I mean, cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Um, this series is like... The, like, Persona 5 is a spinoff from another series. Like, this series... Like, Shin Megami Tensei and Persona are, like, known... Well, Shin Megami Tensei is known to have, like... 10,000 different, like, spin-offs and side games and all this different shit. So I guess it's not really surprising to see that they're doing the same thing with Persona 5 when yeah. it's, like, their biggest, um... It's their, it's their biggest, like... It's kind of like the Final Fantasy 7 of yeah. Persona, where it's, like, you just have this explosion of popularity because of this one game. Um, T- two games that I, that I probably should finish. What? Persona 5 and uh, the Final Man, Fantasy I haven't Man, I haven't even finished Persona 5 yet. I still have not beaten the... Like, I'm close to the end, and like, I haven't beaten it. It's one of those ones where like, I always go back to it. It's kind of like a comfort thing, where like I always go back to that game. Yeah. When it's... I just need, like, something like that fits that specific It's age. like your... Your Skyrim. Uh, it's in kind of become... In a way, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing. There was an indie game... So it's like a first person like roguelike, so it's like like hand to hand kind of like combat. It's like first person, but like you're going through like dungeons and you're like fighting monsters and stuff. And it's in the style of like it's 3D, but it's in like the style of like 80s cartoons. It's called Myth Force. Hmm. Um it's coming out on Switch and I think other platforms as well. It looked really really interesting. I don't know like how good quality it's going to be, but it looked it caught my attention because I like the style like I know how roguelikes function and they're kind of brutal, but like I'm interested to see like what this game ends up being because it just looked really, really unique to me. Um, because I've never seen like a, there's never been like a first person like like dungeon crawler roguelike, so it's, hmm. it's really might be something to check out. I I do think it's multiplayer, so maybe so it might be something that we end up playing together. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. Detective Pikachu two. That's a thing. Um. I didn't realize they came out with the first one. Well, yeah, they had they had a, the game, and that's why they made the movie. I, I still <laughs> didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, so it's Detective... <laughs> like, I, if you like Detective Pikachu, they're making another one. Um, <laughs> I haven't played the first game. I can't confirm it one way or another. Um, my takes are, like, neither here nor there on that one. Uh, <laughs> as someone who likes Pokemon, surprisingly, I have not played that game. So, uh, So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Another, one big thing that they did announce is the next thing, which is an official remake of Super Mario RPG. So, for those not in the know, essentially, like, on the Super Nintendo, they had Square Enix partnered with Nintendo, meaning the creators of Final Fantasy, partnered with Nintendo, to make an RPG based, based on Mario. And, like, so it's kind of like a 3D isometric type adventure game where you adventure the world and you level up and all that different stuff um it is super super duper beloved people fucking love this game to the moon and back um apparently and like you know I don't know what you've played Taylor but like I played 
Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Um, and there were a bunch of, like... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, other Mario RPG games that have come out since then. Uh, like Bowser's Inside Story. I don't know if you've played any of them by any chance. No. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, there are a bunch of RPG games that have come after it. But, like, none of them have been made by Square Enix. Like, that was a very specific niche one. Yeah. And while, while that game inspired Paper Mario, it inspired... Um, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> not exactly. Um, no, but it laid the groundwork. <laughs> it laid the groundwork. Had nothing to do with it. I'm talking about... It was about a turn-based like, RPG! No, my, my point being is... That's how they have all those fucking... Well, no, there's no Nintendo characters in that. That's all. No, Disney it's Disney, you idiot. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Shoot, fuck me then. Mm. Lay the groundwork for Smash Brothers then. Fuck you. I'm gonna find one. <laughs> I'm gonna find something to connect. It to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of a big deal that it's getting remade because it's something that's been wanted for years. It's been wanted for them to like release it on other platforms as well. Yeah, which I don't think they had. Um, so yeah. Soup is kind of niche, so I am surprised they did it, but I'm, I'm hoping that it sells well, because maybe we'll actually at some point get an actual sequel to that specific style of game, where it's essentially really close to Final Fantasy, but just with Mario characters, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, they also have a Princess Peach game coming out. I don't remember if it was a... It looked like it was a 2D platformer, and it was funny because they were acting like it's the first time that's ever happened, but, like, but there is a Princess Peach game that came out on the Game Boy, so it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, Princess Peach had her own like Mario style kind of platform that's coming out. That's the thing. Um, they're porting the second Luigi Mansion game to Switch. You know, re- I think it's a, I want to say it's a, like a ground up remake of that game. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, they're bringing the entire, they're releasing a entire Batman uh, Arkham trilogy. They're putting all of that on the um, on the Switch. I'm not sure. I heard some rumors that it might be like cloud gaming shit. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if it's an actual download. I can't recall offhand. Um, but I know the Switch is not the most powerful thing in the world, but like it can handle like Arkham. Like it, it can handle it can handle all of them except for probably Arkham Knight, which was like on the PS4 and stuff. But like you know the Xbox 360 ones, it can handle. So I don't know if the exact full spectrum of that one in particular. Um, oh, this is kind of cool. They are releasing an adaptation of a a rather po- a super popular and well-received board game called Gloomhaven. It was like, it came out I think in like 2018, 2019. It was like the tabletop um, I, I don't know if it's an RPG, it's, it's some type of board game, but it's like one of those really big elaborate expensive ones that are like super fun for like adults to play and stuff like that um but they're coming out with a an adaptation of it for the switch so i'm actually pretty excited for that because like the game is like 200 300 dollars it's very expensive um like the box is like fucking huge damn like like it comes with a lot of stuff in the box to be fair but like it is very expensive and to potentially have that like just on the Switch where it can be played on a TV with like people sitting around just sounds fucking fantastic to me. So I, I'm super excited that that's happening. But but yeah, it was like like the board game darling for like the year that it came out. Fuck. Um, so yeah, it, it's I mean it's it's popular enough. Like you know how kind of niche like these intense 
um, like adult oriented board games can be. Yeah. So the fact that it's getting like a video game version of it. That's pretty fucking cool. Like it's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty significant. Um, I have a random action RPG here called slash roguelite called Silent Hope. Maybe it looked cool, and I was just like, I'm going to write that down. I have no fucking idea. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely left me. There's, like... I, I do remember this one. It was something called Fay Farm, and it's, like... <laughs> so, uh, it's it's dumb. Ow, fuck my hip! <laughs> you are old, man. <laughs> fuck! I'll live. But, yeah, so... It, <laughs> it, it looked like Harvest Moon, but, like... The gimmick is that they're like elven. <laughs> like, uh, that was all that it looked. It looked not significant at all. It, it, it was, but I had to mention it because it was so funny to me. Yeah, it's just like you just made Harvest Moon, but like elven. But they're, they're just elves. Like I don't know. It, it was very very weird. Um, and I think that puts us about halfway through your list. Yeah. Uh, but most of it we can kind of speed run. Yeah, because uh, most it, it becomes like less significant as we go down, because the way they play so. There was a Hot Wheels racing game that looked really really good. Um, I've actually heard the Hot Wheels racing games are pretty fucking fun. Uh so about that, I can actually attest to that. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, like uh, by all means, go right ahead. So, Explain. On these usually like long game rant ones, it's usually all me doing the talking. So by all means, so this had to admit fucking months ago during the winter time at this point um i think it was on sale on steam or it might have even been fucking free but i i want to say it was like called hot wheels unleashed or some shit hold on let me let me check my steam account but i ended up playing with a bunch of guys in the discord you know andy and mike and everybody um but yeah no it, it honestly it's pretty fucking i hate to say it it's pretty fucking good i never thought that i would get as into it as i was or but, oh, where the fuck is it? Is it just showing me the games that I have installed? Possibly. But no, it might even be the same game that might just be porting it to the Switch. But I'm just like, honestly, just having, like, super cool-looking cars... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it is just Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, super, super, it, it, super cool cars, like, but, like, it's driving, and it's, like, driving through, like, a bedroom that's been... Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that. yeah. Like, that's really cool and it, fun. Hot Wheels yeah. games honestly are pretty fucking cool. Like I, I heard that, so I'm just like I, I'll, I'll mention it because it's actually pretty cool. Um, uh, Manic Mechanic. It's like a is the next game is Manic Mechanic. It's a four player party co op game where you're like a mechanic squad <laughs> and you guys are like putting together like a car. And I'm just like, that's fun. That's a fun party game. I like that a lot. Actually, you know, it's not like we do that every Sunday, <laughs> right? I know, but that's why I'm like I gotta mention it because it is kind of like cool and fun. Uh, just I think it's just it's just an indie game, so it's yeah. pretty. It's just fun. Well, Car um, club through the winter. <laughs> there were DLCs for uh, Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. That game's good. I've heard. I haven't played it. Nah, I never heard of it. <laughs> um, it Mario's versus. Remember Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Kingdom Battle? It's like a, it's like a tactical RPG of like, um, Fire Emblem, but like, they have like guns. Mario's a gun. <laughs> Mario's got a gun. They're like giant laser gun things, so it's like fine. But no, Luigi's I don't, I don't a fucking I ever... sniper. Good. <laughs> he's actually my Luigi's actually my favorite. He's a fucking sniper in the game. Um, and so, so yeah, Chris so, but, Kyle voices Luigi. <laughs> uh, anyway, getting off that one. Uh, so yeah, DLC coming out for that. That's good. That's cool. There is a Dragon Quest game. 
in the style of Pokemon, where, like, it's all the monsters from the Dragon Quest series, but, like, you're catching them and using them like Pokemon. That's, that's, that's the game. Um, it's literally called, I think, Dragon Quest Monsters. That's all that it is. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, Pikmin 4 is coming out. They announced that. So that's pretty cool. Um, I know, I've never played a single fucking Pikmin game, so I cannot speak to its quality, what people are saying about it, anything about it. I just know it's happening. It's coming. Good for Pikmin fans. Uh, there's a Metal Gear Solid Collection, Volume 1, that has released for the Switch. I, or is coming to the Switch? Is released? I, I can't remember. Um, but there's our Metal Gear Solid collection. I want to say it goes up till three. Really? I, I believe I, it's either two or three. I cannot recall. Uh, is it just uh... Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume One? Uh, okay, it is the solid. Uh... I, I would look it up for the Switch specifically. Uh, I will keep going as you're finding yeah. out more about that. Uh, there's a game called Vampire Survivors that is a really weird, like, survival, like, kind of like a rogue-like game. Where, but it's like, it's like 16-bit, and like the enemies just keep coming like at you, and you're like supposed to like basically like carve through just waves and waves of enemies, and it's just it's really interesting. Um, I'm gonna have to pick up that Metal Gear collection because mm. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever played one. The first game? Yeah, I don't. Think so I, I have it. I actually have it for the original PS One. Um, it is pretty cool. Um, like even playing it now, like it feels some some shit is just like so <laughs> arbitrary in that game. It is like it, it's very frustrating. I actually want to try probably some of the later games and just see how they function a little bit better. So I I really fell in love with that series on uh, three. You play you love three. I, yeah. I know you said that because that was the first Metal Gear Solid game I ever played. I, I, after I beat three, I went back and played two, and I was like, man, this is just not as cool because you're not playing as Snake right. for a good majority of the game. Right. Um. So yeah. Um. After that. We have a game called Penny, Penny's Big Breakaway. This is a 3D platformer, and it is the one that is being made by the Sonic Mania team. It looked really, really cute. It's got a cute style. Um, and those guys like know how to make a video game, so I assume it's probably going to be pretty good. Um, it is coming, I think, to... It's coming to the Switch, but it's also coming to other platforms as well. Just a really good-looking 3D platformer, so that's kind of cool. Well, I'd have to assume that most of these things that you're talking about on this list are from the Switch if you wrote it after watching Nintendo Direct. Right. I, I know, but like some of them are like multi-platform, yeah. though, so I just want to say that. Um, so, yeah, the next thing was that they, I think, announced more stuff for the Mario Kart Deluxe Battle pa or like Pass thing that they did. More tracks and all that stuff coming. Um, there was a remake of another Square Enix RPG called Star Ocean, which is like it's it's sci-fi Final Fantasy, like it's full sci-fi Final Fantasy, basically. Yeah. Um, it was a remake of the second game that they're doing uh, from hmm. the ground up, um, which looked pretty cool. Uh, new Warrior WarioWare game called WarioWare Move It um, looked like I had kind of a bunch of like motion control stuff. It actually looked like it was a a pretty solid WarioWare entry. Like well, a bunch of the shit that they were making them do is just like the whole concept of WarioWare is like these like small like ten to like twenty second like games and the basically the quality of the game lives and dies on like how fun those little like 20, 10 to twenty second <laughs> games are. Um, 
they so that so that looked like it was gonna be pretty good. Um, they did some sort of like Nintendo Live like event over in Seattle. I had that written down for some reason. Um, amiibo figures for Zelda and Ganondorf for Tears of the Kingdom were coming out. And oh, this is what it is. Sorry, I was trying to I'm having a hard time reading the one word that was in this in this thing. <laughs> there is a new like 2D Mario game coming out called Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And so my first thought was just like another like 3D 2D Mario games. Like okay, it's fine. It's whatever. It'll probably like it'll probably be fine, but like nothing special. And then they show the trailer for it, and I'm just like. Looking at him, I'm like, this is a bunch of weird fucking shit. And I'm just like, if the whole game's this weird fucking shit, it actually looks like it'll be pretty, a pretty fucking good time. Uh, like, one, like, I don't even remember. Like, it was like a bunch of, like, rainbow stuff happening. Like, uh, I, I just recall a bunch of weird shit happening that actually looked like it was going to be a good time. And, like, actually something different for these 2D Mario <laughs> yeah. games they've shit out since the Wii. Um, so, yeah, that actually that was a pretty cool, fun thing. Overall, like, like a, a slightly above mid-tier, I think, Nintendo Direct, depending on who you are. I mean, if you're a Pikmin fan, like, you're excited. If you're, you know, a um, Sparks Hope fan, you're, like, super excited. Um, yeah. If you're a Super Mario RPG fan, you're wicked fucking excited because you just didn't think it was going to happen. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think it's got a really good spread of, like, a bunch of different shit that came out that I thought was pretty interesting. And cool to see. Um, there have been a bunch of other stuff that I will... So, essentially, we had PlayStation do their direct thing, Nintendo do their direct thing, and then since then, Xbox has done like their Summer of Games thing, when there's a bunch of sh- news out from them. Um, and so, there's probably a bunch of other shit that I have not talked about in this one. I will look into more like what's come out recently from the next episode. Hopefully, we'll do another episode this Saturday, depending on what's going on. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so that was kind of the Nintendo Direct recap from your boy Steven and Terry. But yeah, good times. Good times. Lots of video game shit coming out. I'll probably just play Diablo for the next three months, so that's that's me. Yeah, I am probably going to do the same thing when I actually finally buy Diablo. Yep. Oh, I w- was that $70 or $60? I think it might be 60 for the PS4 and 70 okay. for the PS5. But don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of half expecting it to be seventy because mm-hmm. uh, I had my first fun experience with that when I bought Tears of the Kingdom, and the, like right. the, the kid at GameStop's like, "Oh yeah, the first seventy dollars Switch game," and I was like, "What?" The, like essentially across the industry, they've just upped yeah. it. Yeah, no, and, and that's understandable. Like the shit's expensive. Like when you make a, when you make video games that literally look like movies, and they're like three to four times as, or maybe even like. 20 times as long as a movie like that's how much it costs <laughs> like and, and, and I get it I, I mean, get it's it just yeah. like but games are it. games are a luxury like that's yeah. the reality of it um, it's like man this hurts my wallet throw me in breath of the wild <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I make bad financial choices <laughs> have you have you seen that fucking tiktok it's like alright man you got uh, like it's this woman talking to her kid she's like all right, and let's just call him Johnny. You know, he's like, "All right, Johnny, you got twenty five eighty seven dollars. Not for long. I make bad financial decisions." <laughs> <laughs> That's that. If I had to choose a kid that is my inner spirit, it is that one. That is that one. <laughs> Not for long. I make poor financial choices. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on that note, we're gonna end this episode so you can't fucking sleep. Alright. Get out there. Make bad financial choices. <laughs> Just get Big Mac, large size. Get Big Mac, large this size. Is, <laughs> this has been episode 36 of So You Can't Fucking Sleep with Steven and Taylor. I didn't do this in the intro, but if you don't realize that I am fucking Taylor by this point, then uh, you're just not a real fan. (laughs) You're just not a real fan of our really poorly uh, release date times. (laughs) Fuck you. Piss up a rope. But for the rest of you, get some sleep. Drink some water. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 